Good morning, Dr. Jody. We love having you on this show. You are such a breath of fresh air. You are an incredible speaker about anxiety. And, and I know uh, I know this, maybe new listeners may not know this, but I think it's quite remarkable that you're a psychologist who talks about anxiety and, and how to battle it and tackle it. And it's something that you actually deal with, which is why you can speak about it with such authority. Ah, uh, yes, it's been a part of my life since I was a little girl. In fact, I really don't remember life without it, but it doesn't stand in the way of me doing everything that I need to do. And that's what I love to share with listeners. You know what? Can I just say, I was thinking about this the last day, actually, Jody. that I thought anxiety kind of arrived in my life in the last four years. But the last couple of days, I've been thinking back to my childhood and actually thinking, you know what? You're a really anxious child. Like I used to play out the front of my house And if a car came down the street, I would run inside, terrified I was going to be kidnapped. And that started at a very young age. And now I look back and I'm like, I actually was quite an anxious child. Honestly, I've just had this realisation the last two days that it wasn't a new thing in my adulthood. I've just managed it my whole life. You have, you have. And half of all mental illness will come on by the age of 14. Mm. So there are signs of it very young and that's why looking after our kids is especially important as we look after ourselves as well. And that's what I want to talk about today. I posted a meme the other day but it's quite a deep meme so so bear with me. I saw it and it really spoke to me because I thought this explains who I am to a T and I posted it on my socials and I had so many mums and so many listeners reply going this is me and it says this it's the two sides of high functioning anxiety. Number one, how you appear on the outside, put together, friendly, driven, easy to work with, loyal, high achieving, detail oriented and helpful. And I was like, yes, I'm that. And then it said what it's like on the inside, anxious, fearful, people pleaser, fear of failure, extremely self-critical, overthinks everything, perfectionist, (laughs) trouble setting boundaries, procrastinates frequently, unable to relax. That is me on a meme. Like I am all those things. And I realized that I do. I have high functioning anxiety. And I think a lot of people do, especially a lot of mums, Jodie. And that's what I want to talk about this morning. Is that a common thing to have? Oh gosh, it is. One of the things about high functioning anxiety is you don't see it. Exactly Mm. like you said, on the outside, It looks like all the ducks are in the same pond, all the ducks are in a row in that same pond, but on the inside, it's really, really difficult and the challenges of anxiety are ever present. And it's not a diagnosed sort of mental disorder in the DSM, but it is certainly a challenge for a lot of people pretty much just to find it right there and then with the meme in social media can be very educational. Yeah, it can. (laughs) Is it a different mindset these days? I know we're all raised by our parents and they're of a different generation. And even now I'm dealing with the fact that uh, that different generation was dealing with emotions, dealing with stress in a very private way and often by themselves without any support around them. And I'm just wondering, do we even look at it differently? I know we do, but for people that are just probably clicking into this, it's, it's almost... I don't want to say because I'm not a qualified expert, but it's almost like it's part of your makeup, part of your personality. Instead of dealing with it in private and something that we should be shunning from the rest of our friendship groups and family groups, it's something we kind of all have to embrace to start with. I think the more we talk about it, the more other people feel comfortable and also can recognise it in themselves. It is so common. Anxiety is just so common and high-functioning anxiety is just a huge challenge because like you were saying, Lucy, the idea that you can't relax, the people-pleasing, the perfectionism plus the procrastination, Mm. it creates this nervous system that's always in fight or flight and 
for us, that's a really hard place to live. Mm -hmm. And I say us because I identify in that way as well. But also when we are with our families, you know, one of the things we understand these days about parenting and about the way that we we support our children with their own mental health is that our nervous system influences their nervous system. And it's important for us to be able to share our calm. And if we don't have any of that, then it's understandable that it's got this contagion effect in homes. So it's so good that we're having this chat. What are some little effective strategies? If there are people listening right now and they're like, oh, I think that list she read out is me. All together on the outside, but inside I am just drowning sometimes. And I think it is something along the lines of this kind of anxiety or high, high functioning anxiety. What are some little tips that people can do to kind of move out of that place and just take a beat and breathe? Oh, I love to put it all under a beautiful, memorable umbrella. And that is that we can calm what's happening in terms of our anxiety through our body. Mm. And so I often say we've got to get out of our head and into our body. And there are three ways that I love to talk to people about doing that. Mm -hmm. In brief, breathing is an incredibly powerful way to show the part of our brain that has recognised some sort of threat to Mm. show our brain we're safe Mm. and lengthen your exhale as you breathe in, keep it shorter than your exhale, which is long. Mm. Secondly, Mm. movement, natural end to the fight or flight response, incredibly powerful prescription for anxiety. So a little bit of movement, even five to ten minutes of walking or a little yoga flow in Mm. your lounge room if you're unable to leave the house, if you've got little kids. And the last one is through our senses. If we can tune in and bring our attention to one sense or to a number of our senses, then that can really help to settle our nervous system and help us regulate out of that sort of fight or flight state. Uh, My counsellor was like, if I ever got into that really anxious state, she's like, go get a bunch of ice cubes and pop them in your mouth and chomp them up. And that cold sensation just helps break those neural pathways of you panicking. And it's such a, it seems so silly. I was like, what? That's, but it, it works. It does work. And it's actually because the vagus nerve, which is very long cranial nerve that mm. helps to regulate our nervous system, it has branches that come in through the mouth. And that's why when we get really anxious. And Lucy, as a singer, mm. you may have noticed in the past that if you're very anxious, your voice will change. Yep. You know, people can be quite high pitched. Yep. And so when we're using our mouth by chewing or by humming or by singing, we can actually activate that nerve and settle our system. So there's a lot of science behind it. I love the science behind it. It's wild. The body is amazing. There's so yes. many uh, wonderful tips as well. I remember, Jody, you dropped one for me about a year yeah, ago. This was a I game think. changer for yeah, Kel. Dealing with a few things when it came to anxiety and maybe some panic attacks. And you mentioned about colours and the fact that uh, take yourself out of the situation, just start noticing sing your favourite colour and I started to do that mm. and it is when you say stuff like this Dr Jody, it's like yeah I get it but I surely not and then you, <laughs> you implement it into your routine mm. and it actually really works. It does and unfortunately the challenge is that when we're We've got a, a head filled with anxious worries. Our attention is pulled away from the present, usually to the future of what might happen, what if. And so it's a simple strategy in looking for the colour that you love, but we just need to have that little bit of space to be able to recognise this is what I need. And when you do put it into practice, it can make such a difference. I'm so delighted to know that that's been such a help for you, Cal.